Roadrunners dance in the street as Scorpio strategizes the sting. If a god is telling you that they are the one supreme being, run to the hills and pray to yourself. Trust the truth in your body. It deserves to be worshipped. You deserve to be worshipped by yourself. The desperate suck for power will always lead to the tower. True power is protection. We are our own protection. Mythology of the gods is poetry, and poetry should never be literal. We are imagination in heels, dancing to the beat of the womb. And when we dance for our pleasure, when we dance to our joy, we will not be stung. The vibration of our feet will shake the other gods, and our collective song will be sung. I'm an insane, sexual, shadow witch, and my name is Lacey Free, and I'm the fucking host of Horrorpod. Welcome to Horrorpod in the sweaty, sweaty Phoenix, Arizona. I wish we could do this episode in the pool. So I'm with DJ Robot and we just recorded a very long episode and I don't know if we'll release it as like a part one or part two, but we just caught on such a huge tangent about the strip club and it almost felt like I was just processing some of my own feelings pain trauma joy about the club because it immerses you so much and then you're just kind of out of it and I feel like I haven't totally processed that experience and that's where we met and you were such I feel like in a way you were such a beacon of vibes and truth Mm -hmm. there and I I remember coming to you sometimes I'm like robot there's some fuck shit happening and you'd be like no it's fine (laughs) crazy things happen and you'll be fine tomorrow but the reason I don't know if we'll put that episode out is because the thing about working at a strip club is that like becomes your identity in a lot of ways and I think you're so much bigger than that and I think you're so fucking dope (laughs) a lot of people don't realize what it means to be a DJ, what it means to be a female DJ, what it means to be a strip club DJ, and what it means to be a healer who is a DJ who's in the party scene. And I very much see you as this like magnetic 
healing energy who's manifested a crazy reality (laughs) for herself. And yeah, so tell me what it means to be a DJ. To be a DJ in my view, in my eyes, is to be a vibe creator. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, when, when you walk in the club, or the birthday party, or the wedding, or whatever event has music that you're playing. You you want to feel something. Everybody wants to feel something. And even if they're not consciously thinking, I want to feel happy right now. That is my job, is to make you have a good time. And the way that I do that is through music. So playing the right song at the right time. If I, and it it can get very technical, you know, if I see a group over there that looks like they would like some dance music, say some 128 BPM, like kind of music. (laughs) If I see that they would like that, but they're all sitting down, I'll play that watch the reaction if it's a good one and they're the party stars maybe it's those girls that i see that that really like that music and they start dancing and everybody else starts dancing and and everybody has a good time then i i'm happy i've done my job um creating the vibes in the room so so movement is a huge part of like communication to you so like you're reading the energy of the room constantly I feel like to be a DJ and to do anything with parties is very much telepathically communicating with others in the room and tapping into their frequency and really reading, okay, what frequency is going to match this frequency or what frequency is going to um like up level this frequency so if they're kind of like mellow you're like what frequency can i produce put out there that makes them go to the next level yes and it is it is okay it's almost it's frequency matching so for example some people prefer slower music some people might prefer some uh sad music with sad lyrics um but that's that makes them feel good or you know they resonate with that so so being able to look at them and maybe it's not even how they look it is the vibe that I get from them um and you know maybe from the reaction that they have I kind of do a guesstimate a guesstimation I don't know the word uh, of what they would like and if that doesn't work I'll change it but it is it's you're finding their frequency and then if you can raise it then you do that and it's wild I like how you said like for some people raising their frequency is sad music Mm -hmm. it's like that sad music is making them happy it's like making them move because sometimes with energy with emotion it's just about getting that emotion out of your body it's um it's cathartic so we we see sad movies. We go watch scary movies to like feel. We live in a culture that I think like numbs us out so much and we become zombies like we have to like show up to work or show up with certain family members and be zoned out a little bit. Yeah. But there's a, this idea of when you party or when you go to a club that you can like break free from being that. Intent, you can have intense emotion, whether it is sad, happy, 
dance music or hip hop, whatever it is. Maybe it's sexy music, you know, that makes you feel, that makes you feel a, a something, something, just feel something, not, you know. Yeah, because you're not necessarily even trying to make everyone happy. Right? right. Yeah. And I've met, you know, okay, I went through, um, I went through a phase in my life where I almost judge people on like say someone that listened to sad music or really crazy sounding music that didn't make sense to me at the time but we'll just use the example of sad music um somebody that listened to sad music i'd be like why why would you put this on like it's just gonna bring you down like why would you listen to this but then i realized that that just they they're comfortable they're comfortable in that and they like that feeling because they're feeling something and that's okay like I don't have to and I don't judge people anymore like I'm like you like what you like I like what I like and you know let's yeah and I feel like that's such a good point because I don't think it's like making well maybe it can make people sadder but for me in the shit like I'm processing sometimes it feels like I have no one to process it with sometimes it feels like I can't show up to work crying I can't show up anywhere crying a lot of times in our life we get taught to like stuff down tears stuff down tears don't have tears especially about yourself like it's socially acceptable to cry for your friend it's socially acceptable to cry if something happens to your pet But you have like even a small window. Even if someone dies in your life, there's like a very small window to grieve and to feel grief. And I feel like a lot of us aren't even taught how to grieve. And, but I think music, they almost grieve for us. So that grief is almost like locked in our body. And then we go to the club, we have a few drinks. And that grief is still there and it's like rumbling in our body. And then the music comes out and then you start like singing along to the sad song and letting it out of your body. And while you're letting it out, it's actually making you happier because it's like a key to getting it out of your body. Yes, that is, you explained (laughs) that so well. Because that's definitely the truth. You're releasing, it's a release of what you've been holding on to, what traumas you've been holding on to, you're releasing them yeah. through the vibrations of the music. Yeah, and I feel like in magic, like even witches and sacred medicine, people have often used song and music to transmute. So it's like not only are you like releasing some of this sadness from your body, you're transmuting that sadness into another vibration. So it's one vibe. Stagnancy in our body is connected to like disease, to death. We don't, we never want to be stagnant. We never want a certain aspect to be stagnant. Like I have a cyst on my ovaries, so PCOS. And I like don't get my periods and stuff, but if I start like rubbing my ovaries, or having any sort of vibration there, it breaks up the stagnation and then it gets the blood to flow and having a period helps the ovaries. So it's the vibration is literally transmuting the energy and turning it into something else. It's breaking up the stagnation. I love that. (laughs) And I think DJs 
don't get enough credit for the energy they hold, the energy they carry, and the energy they transmute. I feel very much like you're a healer. Have you always felt like a healer? Yes, I have always felt like a healer. And I didn't know, I mean, the first sign, I didn't know that. I didn't even know what that meant. And especially, um, you know, when I was younger, um, I had no clue what I was doing in this world. But I, I noticed first with animals, like animals would be drawn to me. And I was, and so I thought in some way, like, well, there's all these people in this room, but they come to me. Like, I wonder what, what does that mean in my little child brain, you know? And then as I got older and the different jobs I had and um, the different people that I've interacted with have been healers. I mean, everybody that I've dated is a healer, like in some way. And so, I mean, I met you and when we met through our job, it was never spoken until I would say recently, kind of like, you know, it was never like, I'm a healer and you're a healer, but, but it just naturally your healers are drawn to other people's or healer healers are drawn to people with trauma because they want to help them. (laughs) Totally, totally. And I, yeah, there's this whole idea right now of that there's a lot of people waking up in the world, that there's like asleep people and people waking up. And I felt like even when we were at the strip club, that there, I was surrounded by gods and healers still, even though it was considered like a dark place or a place of like naughty things happening. Very much, I think most of the people there were either drawn there because of their own trauma or drawn there because they themselves are healers. Yes, that, yep, that's exactly how it is. When you, and so I'm really into like identifying and helping, not that I'm identifying, but helping others identify their superpowers. Because I think the world's going through a huge death process right now with Corona, the pandemic, the civil war that's kind of happening right now. Um, And I feel like it's breaking down the white supremacy, the 1%, the capitalism. And I feel like in that breakdown, a lot of people are waking up and it's creating this sort of split. Now, people who've worked at like a club and you've you especially have manifested a crazy reality for yourself. (laughs) I can't believe it in myself. (laughs) I love it. Um, But then there's still some people like asleep. But I think the people like you who've kind of been on the healing path for a while, you've always kind of known you're powerful. And you've always been in tune with your powers and ways. But I think now as the death process happens, there will be a new world that's created. And I think the new world will be created out of healers like you who are also creators. So you're not just a healer. Some people are here just to heal right now, just to take care of others. And some people are creators who are like image setters who are literally like make art or music to help create a new vibe, a new frequency that will actually help create and manifest a new world for all of us. And I very much feel like that's your blueprint is to help create a new world. You've learned how to live a new life for yourself. And I feel like you're going to help others and that you probably, and I've watched you help others have a new reality for themselves too even if it's something simple by like 
the song you're playing. Yeah. Well, and okay, something with that just came up for me when you when you were talking about that is I for a long time was caught in my identity. Most people know me DJ Robot, DJ Robot, and that's cool. And I, you know, I still that but it's not everything and I feel like for a long time it was about how do I get myself higher how do I get myself more money or how do I get myself a better life and until recently I started thinking how can I help people other people in what I'm doing like what is my purpose actual purpose to help people not just to get money or to live a fancy life like what is my purpose that means something that will feel good at first I'm like oh DJ you just play music like that doesn't seem very um doesn't seem like you're helping a whole lot like yeah you just help people party and get fucked up but no (laughs) really now that I'm I think about it it is it's helping people change their vibration and by thinking about thinking about it in that way it's more rewarding and I already feel more things coming like more really good things like even this whole podcast thing with you that's such a step in the right direction and yeah once flipping that switch I really like highly suggest anybody out there to flip your switch instead of thinking about yourself or your you know your ego your your avatar in this world like think about as a whole how can you help this whole energy, everybody's energy, the other people, um, the collective, the collective. And I feel like you're being a little hard on yourself right now. Like, I feel like (laughs) you're like, even if you weren't conscious about like the bigger picture of helping the collective, I watched you help the collective. We didn't talk about it. We weren't like, hey, you're, I was give, handing you tequila shots. <laughs> we weren't like, hey, you're like such a healer right now. Right, yeah. <laughs> but you helped heal me. Like Aww. I was, it's true. I How? was, <laughs> I would love to tell you. Okay. <laughs> um, I, like my mom did sex work. I come from a lot of trauma around that. And part of myself was really judging myself for working at a strip club. There was one part of me who was like, oh, this is so healing. And the strippers are witches and they're healing. And DJ Robot's awesome. And there's the other part of me who's like, I don't know if I'm bad or if I fit in here. And I'm like trying to do what the owner wants me to do and then trying to be there for the girls, but also trying not to enable the girls to do bad things, but also supporting their freedom and their autonomy to do whatever the fuck they want. Cause I think that's dope. And I just saw you hold such a consistent space for everyone. And just to observe that is healing for me. I could have walked in and you could have been like the mean, cool, (laughs) hot DJ with all the tattoos. It's like, go fuck yourself, girl. And you were so kind. And not only kind to me, but there's the thing about the club where there's like is sort of a magnifying glass on everyone, even if they don't really realize it. There's so many people. There's so many cameras and you're being watched. And you were being watched a lot because you were center stage. You're the DJ. You're controlling the party. You're controlling the other stages. And 
not just that you were kind to me and I had fun with you and you like you made the club enjoyable to be at having a dude dj up there who is like a little misogynistic or who thinks they're running the fucking show or who's like sexualizing the girls and they were also awesome dude djs i'm not like trying to run down the guy djs there but like just being an observer to how you treated strippers and how you didn't act like you were better than them you didn't act like I'm running the fucking stage. <laughs> you, know? you were like their friend and you were my friend and you were kind. And I always think of the night um, you had nicknames for the girls. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I think I know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I don't really <laughs> you named one girl pancakes <laughs> yes. and she turned 30 at the club <laughs> and you made a whole pancake birthday party for her. Yes. So even though you were like, dude, I'm a female DJ and I'm going to get rich in this bitch. You were still a healer. And you held healing energy and you did it in a really fun way. But like that pancakes. I, you guys, I had, so I'm, I'm DJing (laughs) in the DJ booth and I had a pancake, a mini pancake maker and I brought all the toppings. So throughout the night, customers or girls could come up and get themselves a little pancake and then, you know, leave. You literally (laughs) turned into a cook and you were like sweating over this pancake iron. Dude, I had to stop for a minute. I needed a break. I was like, okay guys, I'm so sorry, but like, I just give me like 30 minutes because like, I can't be doing all this. Like it's been, I've made like a hundred pancakes and I need a just a second like to <laughs> totally and there's like this and you like you were making her feel really fucking special for her birthday she is so special <laughs> and there's still like this Instagram post and it says 30 and I'm tagged in it and I'm always like why does it say I'm 30 on <laughs> Instagram but it's because she tagged us in her birthday post uh, it, you know, it's those moments for me, little things like that, that make me feel so good and and I think make the girls feel good. I mean, people that work there, and I'm sure this can happen at any job. You work in a fucking office. You work at a hospital, wherever. Those small moments of connection that you have with, with each other and you're all just vibing high and you're like, you know, it could be the smallest thing. You're all singing a song together. That's probably one of my favorite things to do is like a song comes on that, you know, we actually did it before the podcast. She showed me the song. I was like, this is awesome. And we vibed. And that's how we got into this uh, session here. And um, those little moments that you will remember and those memories. I mean, that's like so special. It's priceless. Yes. And yeah, I remember like you had whipped cream and chocolate <laughs> chips and yeah. M&Ms. You were wearing a pancake shirt. <laughs> yeah. And all night we were just all like screaming, pancake! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was beautiful. So saying all that is just to say like you were a healer then. And you brought healing to a lot of them. And I think in our culture we identify healers so much of like, I need to be a skinny yogi. Or I need to have a singing bowl he, you know, or a meditation retreat. Heal, healer, the word healer does have that attached to it. That's a lot of people think that, but there's so many different healers. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like even before the club, do you think there was any aspect of you that was 
connected to your own magic or your own healing or did you feel like a healer like as a younger person let's see as a younger person well I'll tell you that I grew up I was not cool growing up (laughs) while we've had this conversation uh so I was not cool I was a nerdy kid not even nerdy just weird just weird I wasn't like the popular girls I was never popular I you know which is great and I love that it's my path um, I highly recommend it, like not trying to fit in because my life is so interesting now. Um, but anyway, I feel like that, that helped me realize that I was a healer because people, other, other weird people later in life would be, you know, attracted to me and we'd have, um, not in like a sexual way, but attracted to me, we'd have, a relationship and be like yeah we're the different people and we connect in that way and it's okay to be different like it is okay to do whatever you want to do in life yeah I think one of the ways you provide healing for people is you provide freedom freedom for them to be themselves and I love that and that's the healer like I strive to be and I want to be is just someone who will literally hold space for where you're at because this idea of like guru healer who's going to come in and save you who's going to come in and know what's best for your body or what's best for you I think can end up toxic so fucking fast and I feel like we need the people who can sit in the darkness or the people who can play the sad song and then play the trap song about a wet pussy (laughs) (laughs) and to me that's fucking healing and I love all of your vagina songs by the way (laughs) that's my specialty it's my favorite (laughs) and it gets me going like every time I know me too that's why I play (laughs) (laughs) and it literally feels healing like I grew up with a ton of fucking sexual trauma and just being able to walk around the club with like people's tits hanging out and like a (laughs) vagina song going and you're and you're just like fuck yeah okay I have a question for you so so you're a healer and you know you help healers find their abilities um how can one harness their abilities or how okay no this is a better question how can you for myself how could I accept that or think think higher of myself you know be like you know what I am a good healer I'm a healer and I do do good things how could I or someone out there listening harness their abilities their healing abilities (laughs) such a good interviewer (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so I work with healers but I also work with a lot of creators and I also work with a lot of destroyers So there's an energy of some people who are here to destroy. And I think in the club, we see a lot of this like destruction energy. Arsenal is what like Jessa calls it. And it's like they're here to tear shit down so that like something more beautiful can be built or something different can be built. And I think how you help someone with their power is number one, acknowledging their power. I think... We've been like force fed this idea of like false humility. Like you have to be humble. You have to be humble. And it's like, no, humble isn't healing. 
owning your fucking power is healing. I remember you told me at the club, fuck humble, fuck humble. (laughs) It's so real. Yeah, I remember I would come up and yell at you and be like, you're so fucking cool. (laughs) You're so cool. Fuck humble. And you'd be like, oh, thank you. Like, yeah. And I'd be like, no, you're fucking dope <laughs> and you're like yeah i am dope <laughs> yeah i that man that was a good time like you did make me feel so good and you you really helped me you really helped me feel like i had a purpose you do and you did and i think djs are djs are underrated in a lot of ways and djs hold such a sacred space especially at a strip club because you were also controlling the stages but even beyond being a dj or a strip club dj you have this magnetic power about you um where people are very drawn to you and you feel that right yeah for sure and you said that you even felt that with animals like when you were younger like they would come up to you first so if i were doing like a session with you or a reading with you I'd be like and I don't I feel weird I don't want to like sessionize you that's right fine sessionize <laughs> that's not a word um <laughs> I like to cool. make up words sounded cool to me but I would I feel like you're telepathic in a lot of ways and I feel <laughs> your face and I feel like um in the 3d right so like this The 3D to me is sort of this like false reality that we all have been sort of living under. Go to work 40 hours a week, go get drunk on the weekend, go to college, get married, white picket fence. This idea of like worrying about our neighbors. And in the 3D, it's strategically set up for us to feel like we're crazy if we feel any if we tap into our superpower at all so I think you're very in tune with people's thoughts I (laughs) I think you're very in tune with people's body language I feel like you can on some levels hear the dialogue of what's happening with everyone and I've also because I read energy constantly it's part of my own trauma Mm -hmm. and I don't like say hey I'm a healer right I'm here to (laughs) yeah I didn't tell most people at the strip club yeah because at the strip club, people need to wear their armor, their protection. They don't need me going in and being like, hey, take off this mask. I see the real you. Right. Sometimes masks are really important. Um, but with you, I would really observe how you'd be in the DJ booth or even just like in a group. And I could see sometimes you'd get like a little bit of anxiety or social anxiety. And I think it's because you could like feel that that person was like, fuck this. Yeah, and and exactly. feel that that person's actually a creep. Oh, yeah. And then you could feel that that person was a little sad over here and that this person's amazing. And you're psychically tuned into what everyone's feeling. And I think in a sense, we don't talk about it in our culture. We don't even talk about it with our friends. We just are told, oh, that's crazy if you can hear other people's thoughts. Right. Or if like, you can okay. F- <laughs> yeah, if sure. you can feel other people's feelings. And I know you can. And I think that's what makes you good at your job. I think that's what makes you a good entertainer. That makes so much sense. (laughs) Yes. And I totally believe that I can hear people's thoughts. Or at least, like, maybe I'm not hearing, but I'm just energetically 
I'm it's a frequency yes I yeah it's a frequency (laughs) and so sometimes yeah I do have a little bit of social anxiety uh but that's because it's a lot it's a lot coming in and when it's all different things um I mean I can walk into a room and I could know like you said I could I could know that person is is sad that person is about to fight their boyfriend like you know <laughs> yeah, you're like oh I, shit all, so- yeah all like this is all going on which has actually helped me in a lot of ways because if I say I do walk into a, a party I, I haven't gone to a party in a really long time but uh say I walked into a room and I could feel like this fucked up energy I will I will leave like I've had it happen where I didn't leave and you know, there was some price to pay. So yeah. What is like the price to pay it? Cause I see um, you as a very psychic person Yeah, and I try to tell psychic people all the time. Like if you feel the urge to leave fucking leave. Yeah. Something is telling you yeah. it is not good for you to be there. I'll give you an example, a small example. Uh, I went, I was going camping. This is many, many years ago, but I was going camping and I was taking my, um, friend and my dog and, on the way up this was like a hour to drive up to the mountains in colorado on the way up i started feeling anxiety and i started feeling like oh something feels weird i feel a little off um i don't know i don't know what it is but i actually started crying about an you know halfway into the drive i started crying and my friend that was with me was like what like what's wrong with you and i was like i don't know i'm just like i don't know if it was just such a stressful week at work or what is going on but i'm so excited to go have fun and just go have a good time camping well when we got to the camp location within 15 minutes of being there this big big dog attacked my little tiny pomeranian and it was bleeding everywhere and i had to rush it to the emergency room the animal vet uh, animal emergency room and um it was one of the scariest things like I was crying and I and I thought after that happened I was like that's what that was for like that's why I was crying like something was telling me so hard that it was a bad situation but I wasn't listening because I wanted to go have fun and all oh, this I'd be pushing it off as like not in the moment not listening to my body um that's a good example yeah I love that example and I love that you say like not listening to your body because I think a lot of times when we talk about like psychic powers and telepathic communication, people think, and this was more, this example is more than you being telepathic, but I feel called to say to be telepathic isn't just like this, one of your guides coming in being like, yo, DJ robot. (laughs) Uh, that's what my guy totally would sound like by the way (laughs) it's like the communication that you feel in your body Mm -hmm. you can hear things I hear things through feeling it in different parts of my body and I had the sense that you do too like even when I'm looking at you right now your shoulders are up like totally and a lot of times when people scrunch their shoulders and like wear them up by their ears it's because they feel the weight of the world on their shoulders and when someone energetically feels the weight of their own shoulder like the weight of the world on their shoulders that's telling me on a deeper level they feel the weight of everyone else's emotions around them and they take on other people's emotions and oftentimes with like people with this psychic ability this empathic ability this ability to telepathically communicate they often end up in like romantic relationships 
where they're with a person who's like emotionally unstable in ways. Interesting. <laughs> what? Okay, you gotta tell me more about this. <laughs> because they're like looking for a person to hold the weight of their emotions. Oh fuck! You're fucking my mind up right now, dude. <laughs> yeah, and so they have usually that person and it's no judgment to that person you're not saying if they're bad or good or whatever but it's like that they're experiencing so much trauma that they can't process the weight of their emotion they don't they haven't learned yet how to like filter emotion and to experience it on an individual level where they're like like psychically seeking and trying to attach to someone who will do the heavy lifting for them so oftentimes in these dynamics when like uh an emo like we'll just say like emotionally unstable in ways uh per- so the emotionally unstable person is see with unprocessed trauma is seeking someone who is highly in tune to their own empathy to their own psychic powers in their body and they'll like attach to them and this is different a lot of people in this community talk about like vampires narcissists to me this feels a little different mm-hmm. this is just someone who can who carries weight of everyone else's emotion so they get in this bond with that person who they start piling on their emotions on that person and they see that person is stronger than them in ways but a lot of punishment starts to happen in these dynamics because it's like in the beginning they're like here's all my pain here's all my pain and they'll show it in like bursts and they'll maybe will tell you a little bit about their trauma but then they'll act cool Mm -hmm. and they but then I think it turns into this sort of dynamic where if you don't start taking on their sadness anymore because you only have a certain capacity of all the emotion you can take on. They'll be like, you don't care that I'm sad. You weren't there for me. And like start putting on some of their like anger and rage and sadness on you. Like you're supposed to fix it all because they're uh, wanting you to do the heavy lifting. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. <laughs> Whoa. Um, uh, I will, yeah, I've had that happen in the past for sure. And it was like, um, I, I remember feeling that I couldn't help anymore or that I didn't know the right ways to like be there for that person. And it was like, no matter what I did, I mean, I would try everything to, to make it work and I would, I would give everything that I had, but it was never, it was never going to be enough. I mean, like, yeah, because their like emotion is like this endless well. Like they can just keep pulling from it and going because they're not they're not able to like process it through their own body. There's so not like a how, connection in their own. It's like they're literally giving it to your body because their body can't process it. Oh, so it's like almost like a psychic disconnection from their own body. So can and trauma in their own body. So can if there is a person that's that is on the trauma side of it are they are there tools that they can learn to yeah I don't think there there's anything their like partner can do really and I've been like this in ways so I'm not like trying to call out the person or any people who might be experiencing that 
like for me I had so much physical trauma like hate towards my own body and I feel like when I felt like oh I'm fucking fat I'm disgusting when I go through these like cycles of like hating myself how do you connect to your body when you hate your body so I've been like with my boyfriends before like I'm sad and like you made me sad like you don't fucking care like you abandoned me today and it's like I can't experience my own emotion my own body so I'm like forcing him to process my emotion with me for me and making him the issue so that he can solve it does that make sense and I think how you heal that the ways I've healed it is having to go deeper into my own body so not calling myself ugly not wanting to to not eat because I feel fat. You know, when we don't, when we do stuff like that or when we're mean to our own bodies in any way, even if it's just me looking in the mirror and being like, you're so fucking ugly, Lacey, we become, we become disassociated from our own bodies. When we become disassociated from our own bodies, we can't like process our own emotions and then we make other people responsible for our emotions. Wow. Okay. That's so interesting. And I feel like you're a healer in so many ways. So you have this like capacity for empathy. And then you have this shoulder thing that I like see in your body (laughs) where I can tell you've held the pain of others for a long time. That's what made you good at the club because the strippers have to disassociate from their body a lot to be able to be naked not all of them some are totally in their body I don't want to generalize but sometimes girls are like uncomfortable around the dudes and they have to kind of like get fucked up check out not be in their body and then they three hours later they're coming and screaming and crying and mad at a manager mad at another girl because they need someone else to like process the emotion that can't flow through their body yeah that's not safe to and And it's no blame to anyone experiencing that. Like, I've experienced it so much, and I feel so bad for the dudes, because I've, and girl, like, I've mostly been in relationship with dudes, but when I was in a relationship with a woman for a year, I put it on her, too. And I hate doing that. And, well, I feel like self-love is one of the best things you can do to give for one to manifest the things that you want um I do sometimes it's so weird okay this is so weird but it's worked for me because I have like I said I used to be a weird kid grew up I kind of um you know I started working at the club and I kind of was like "Ooh, I I can be pretty you know like whoa I'm not like the weird kid anymore like I can decide whatever the fuck I want to be if I wanted to be good lawyer you know (laughs) like like I can decide what path been in control of your image haven't you yes your image your identity yeah I've seen you just like grab it and be like oh I want to have like long blonde hair yes oh I want to be like tan (laughs) right now oh I want to have these tattoos and you're like I don't have to be like the dorky kid yeah like and 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 what it was inspiring and healing what, what it what it was was like really loving myself like and sometimes I'll just look in the mirror and this is what sounds weird but I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like I love you like you're awesome like you're doing great it's like I'm almost yeah. like a third person talking to myself and I have to like boost myself up and it's weird and it felt it felt fucking weird in the beginning to do that because I was like this is so stupid like I'm talking to myself in the mirror you know but sometimes I'll just do it silently like you're 
what's up? You're cool. <laughs> and it helps, dude. It helps. It's like, so helps. Feel, once, once, you know, it's like, because you are really, you are a fucking third person talking to this like oh my god you're blowing my rind right now (laughs) so you know like when people talk about guides yes and they're like my ancestors my guides that used to like get under my skin yeah kind of and like annoy me yeah the god word gets under my skin for sure yeah (laughs) totally there's like yeah and it used to with me until I was like bitch you're god and then I was like okay god's cool um but yeah guides used to bug me because I was like well I don't have any guides I'm alone I'm like fuck I didn't have parents I don't have guides (laughs) I'm so fucking alone in this world (laughs) and like really I've and like the love and light spiritual yoga pant community is always like your guides and your ancestors and just love yourself just love yourself and I did DMT and everyone's like, you're going to see your guides, Lacey. You're going to see your guides. You're gonna, it's going to be groundbreaking for you. Nothing came. And I was like, fuck. I really am alone. <laughs> <laughs> and I like started panicking. And then that was only the first few seconds in the DMT trip. And then I saw myself come in and was like, you're okay, Lacey. You're safe. The guides were like... I'm here for you. Or me was the guides. And she was like, I'm here for you. And I saw all these different times, like I've experienced trauma and she was like there. And it was me on another timeline. And I'm like, oh shit, my guide is my higher self. And I realized that we the seven-year-old DJ robot still exists. And I think she exists sort of like, I don't believe time is linear. I think the seven-year-old DJ robot still exists on another timeline that's going on right now. And let's talk about jumping timelines. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you go from one timeline to another timeline? A hundred percent. I believe so, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, so okay, so the example or, like, some healing I do around timelines is, say, when you were seven, you experienced some sort of trauma, right? Or, okay, actually, let's go to the timeline. Or I don't know if we should actually do this on the podcast. But what I think you could do is go to the timeline in which you were hearing that voice right when you were camping and it was like okay don't go and you were like worried but you couldn't really place it and then your dog like experienced trauma and you experienced trauma I think like you could do a meditation where you close your eyes and envision yourself riding in that car feeling that feeling in your body and you going in and this might be a bad example but it's just the first one I have you going in and being like Okay, robot, listen to your body right now. It's telling you you don't want to go in. So you go in as the guide, like me now, like 34 year old. Yeah. So, like, you close your eyes, picture 34 year old Aaron. How old were you when you were? Oh, I was probably 21, 22. Okay. So, picture 34 year old Aaron getting into that car and sitting next to the 22 year old, and you looking at her and being like, I'm you on another timeline. I know 
you're not feeling good in your body right now. I know you just want to party, but I'm here to tell you to like trust your body. I'm here to tell you that I'm you on another timeline and I'm coming in as a protector for you, as a guide for you. I'm letting you know I've learned to create a really dope life for ourselves. I've become a DJ. I've become a vibe setter. And I'm here to tell you like, I know you felt dorky at one time or not cool at one time, but we're fucking cool. Like I should go back and tell my like 12 year old self, Hey, listen, like you're, I know you're, you feel weird and you feel like you don't have a lot of friends right now and things seem shitty uh, and you seem like you're alone, but one day you're going to (laughs) be, you got in control of your (laughs) avatar and you made, you made, what I like about you is you've made art out of your avatar. Like in one way, it sounds superficial. I'm like, oh, you learned you could be blonde and tan and have (laughs) tattoos. And that sounds superficial in a way. And it's not saying that blonde is the ultimate being. Right. It's just saying that you've made art out of what you were given. You've decided what you want to do with this avatar right now. And it might look totally different in six years. But I feel like you're an artist. As being a DJ, you're like very much a creator. And you've learned how to create and manifest your avatar, but also your life. But I 100% think you can go to that timeline when you're 12 and bring healing to her. And the biggest part of that is like letting her know but at any point, she can call on you when she needs a protector, when yeah. she needs a guide. And you'll feel it in your body on this timeline. That's what I was going to ask. Is, so you is, might... is that going to, if if I helped 12-year-old robot yes. on that timeline, is that going to affect me now? A hundred percent. And will I be able to manifest faster now? Or does Yeah, because that... I feel like what prevents us from manifesting in the present is blocks. And some people are like, well, I don't have a lot of trauma or my parents were cool and they loved me, so I don't have blocks. And like we all have blocks because we have grown up in a fucked up culture. There's pain in this world. So we have blocks. So by going to all timelines are simultaneously existing since it's not linear. So by going and bringing healing to that inner child, you're bringing simultaneously bringing healing to this timeline now because that 12 year old is still a part of you we look at a human body and we're like oh dj robot is one person but i look at a human body or we're taught that dj robot is this one person but i look at dj robot and i feel and see dj robot as a two-year-old a seven-year-old a 12-year-old a 21-year-old and that's what i do in the readings is help people go through these other timelines okay because when you unlock the power oh get this this is my favorite okay cool i'm so glad to hear yes (laughs) when you unlock the block you release the power so let's say when you were 12 the block was you not fitting in you not feeling cool you not feeling good enough you feeling alone Well, wherever our wound is, our gift is. Our pain becomes our superpower. So your pain was not fitting in or being a weirdo. Now your superpower is being a motherfucking weirdo. (laughs) And you know it. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And you like are a magnet for the other weirdos and you help heal them. Yes. (laughs) So like your pain 
is your power. So by going back and talking to that 12 year old, you're helping release that block and you're helping step into your power more of the so weirdo. I'll have more power. Okay. And the ability to help more people because I'm releasing that block question because i've been thinking about it um so how do you know when so so how do you know that you are actually so you you meditate and you think about that instance and you go back and you help yourself um you talk to yourself uh or energetically help yourself how do you know that you're actually visiting that other timeline versus just thinking about it and being like imagining that way or is there a difference i mean how do you know that you're actually there helping yeah that you're doing it question to me i believe imagination is reality so what we imagine comes to fruition and i'm and this is just what i believe i'm sure there's people who'll be like that's bullshit you just thought about it but that's how you manifest is you think about it that's how you destroy is by thinking destructive thoughts. That's how you, but you heal That's true, is yeah. by thinking of the healing. So, and in the 3D, it's like, oh, I was just thinking about it. But I believe how we astral travel, mm-hmm. how like even like in our dream space, we're imagining, we're going somewhere else through the imagination. We're traveling through our thoughts. Yes, I love this. I feel like I'm getting I'm getting a session with you right now just by being on the podcast. And that's I so lo- cool. Well, I love it because you're truly fucking powerful. And I feel lucky that our paths crossed. Oh, all. I feel so lucky. Like it's I mean, it was meant to be for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I want to tell you, like, one way of like supporting when you're jumping timelines or even doing manifestations or protection work I see plants as guides remember I was like I don't have any fucking guides like I'm a fucking alone don't have parents don't have guides when I was going through that I realized oh I like I did a lot of DMT I ate a lot of mushrooms psilocybin and then I realized oh these plants have power and they have spirits and then We, like, kind of all know that, I think, by now. But what I didn't really know is that plants and spices and herbs that are just in our fucking cabinet also carry their own energy. And they carry this ability to affect the spirit on a magical level. And then they carry an ability to affect the body. And so in each of these podcasts, I like to bring up an herb that's called to me based on the person I'm with. And I didn't know, like, before we did this, I just did a little channeling before you came over. And I was like, what herb needs to show up for a robot? And the herb that came up was rosemary. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. (laughs) But it was actually cool because I just made a rosemary, rosemary bundle. So you see, like, sage bundles a lot and people, like, burning sage to get the darkness away. But uh, for white girls, that's a lot of culture appropriation going on. (laughs) But what I like about rosemary is witches use it to, like, clear the energy and protect against spirits. But I was like, but why is that for robot? I don't feel like you have, like, all these negative spirits around you. And I don't think you're really in tune to that. I don't think that's your vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's nothing wrong with people who do go in the darkness. But you're not about the darkness. But then I just remembered rosemary is remembrance. Mm. 
and we burn rosemary and take it in our body to help us remember our magic and I feel like kind of this talk right now was us going back even into some of your timelines and remembering where your some of your pain has been but really remembering where a lot of your magic has been okay I have a question another question so is it possible that there's some trauma that we don't remember the incident that we don't remember the incident but that we're carrying with us and if that if it is possible that we're still carrying trauma that we don't remember um how do you remember how to how how are you able to fix that to go back and you know be there for yourself if you don't quite remember like I feel like maybe there's shit that happened to me that I don't remember I don't know if it was like when I was in the womb or what I'm not sure what it is but I've always felt like man like something like why I feel different than other people and you know I don't but I don't remember what happened is there a way to figure that out um I feel like that's such a brilliant question and I think a lot of people feel that way I hear that a lot in my readings on some levels I think we carry cellular memory and we carry like other people's trauma so if your mom had any trauma especially you because your superpower is like feeling so much in your body you got your shoulders up (laughs) people have like come to you to dump their pain on you because you're a healer you know and that that's painful like I, I want to say to you a little bit of a tangent. A lot of healers' journeys, broken people are drawn to them. And then they learn to be a healer to help heal those broken people. But when they step in their power, they step kind of out of those dynamics and start attracting more healed versions. But you don't have to remember to be able to heal. So a lot of times I get calls, especially for women, and they feel like, they have some sort of sexual trauma that they can't put their finger on. And there are therapists out there and readers out there who will like help people remember if they've been raped or not. To me, I don't agree or subscribe with that method because I think it can be re-traumatizing. I think if your body doesn't remember, you're being protected. And I think it's okay to be protected. And I don't think we should be hard on ourselves. I see people just like racking their brain. And I did it for a while of like, oh, I think I was raped by this person. And I think it was this person. I had visions of being molested. I Well, I've been molested a few different times. But one time I had this like vision and it, my the person who was my molester wasn't and even in the state. So I was like, who was molesting me at that time? And I was just like trying to figure it out. And then it was like haunting me because I was like, oh, is it this person I loved? Was it that person? And then I got to a point where I was like, I don't have to figure it out. And it's okay that I'm being protected right now. And the cool thing about timeline jumping and healing our bodies is we can bring healing to things we don't even remember. Mm. And you could go to that 12-year-old and you can just ask her, You can be like, hey, robot, I know you seem sad. You feel a little sad and lonely right now. And maybe you don't have a lot of people to talk to. Tell me. And she'll tell you what she remembers. And you can like go and like, as corny as it sounds, hug her, love her, take her in. And that is bringing healing and protection in a way that you don't have to be like go into these dark memories and like searching and re-traumatizing yourself. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Cool. I love it. 
I think you're an amazing fucking DJ. I think you're an amazing party host. I think you're an amazing (laughs) healer. And I encourage everyone to come find you and connect if they feel drawn to. Um, What services do you offer? Like, how can people find you? You can find me on my podcast. It's called Life Explained in Crayons. It's me and a sex doctor, Dr. J. Lee Wins, uh, talking about some hippie woo-woo as fuck shit. Um, you can also find me on Instagram. That's DJ Robot 5000. I'll keep you updated for all my uh, DJ gigs and events coming up on there. Uh, catch me in Phoenix, Arizona. And yeah, it was awesome to be on this podcast. And you're also editing my podcast. Yeah, if any of you podcasters out there need an editor, hit me up on Instagram. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. It's so much. magical that we're in the same spot. Right I know. Now, this I'm, is, I'm thankful. I'm so grateful for the the chance to be on your podcast because I know how many people you're going to help just through your words and your energy. And I to even be a small part of that to me is is amazing. And I feel grateful for that. So love you. Thank you. Love you too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> for listening to horror pod if you want to book a reading with me you can go to my website laceyfree.com or follow me on instagram at lacy is free for more of my poetry and i'll start doing more lives on there about energy and herbs if you have questions about herbs or about sex or your own superpowers or you want to do a healing session with me laceyfree.com is a great place for that. If you want to share some of your poetry and talk to like-minded individuals about sex magic, about magical beings, about trauma, or just share your art, poems, we have a Facebook page. Horpod has a Facebook page. Just search Horpod on Facebook and join the group and be friends with people share some of your shit and i'm also on twitter i guess kind of i don't know twitter scares me guys but you can follow horpod at horpod on twitter i love you and i'm sending you all sacred fucking rage and love